A few weeks ago, as I was recovering from my December surgery, my blood pressure suddenly went way up and I started having dizzy spells. On January 29th, the dizziness got so severe with a terrifying spinning sensation that Russ took me to the ER. The EKG confirmed that my heart was doing okay and a brain MRI suggested that nothing bad was going on upstairs, so they sent me home with an order for a heart monitor to wear for a few days and an appointment with a physical therapist. The MyChart visit summary read, reason for visit, dizziness, diagnosis, dizziness. I was still so dizzy that I had to hold on to walls to get from room to room and had no idea whether this was going to be the new me, a scary condition I'd have to cope with for the rest of my life. I used to do balance exercises with my mother-in-law to help prevent falls, and I was afraid this would be the kind of help I'd get from the physical therapist, but nope. She figured out right off that I had something called benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, or BPPV, a big name for a very quickly and easily corrected condition. Tiny calcium crystals called canaliths are in a part of the inner ear called the utricle. Their job is to sense head movements. But sometimes those crystals detach and make their way into the semicircular canals whose job is to help with balance. When the tiny crystals get into the wrong place, head movements can send crazy signals to the brain and an involuntary reflex makes our eyes flutter, not only making the sufferer feel off balance, but also that the world really is spinning. To be certain that I had these calcium crystals in my semicircular canals, the physical therapist gave me a pair of high-tech dark goggles equipped with a camera so she could see on a computer screen if my eyes started fluttering when she had me lie on the examining table and turn my head to the left and right. Sure enough, when I turned one way, the eyes went batty, so this was a clear case of BPPV in my right ear. Decades ago, an ENT from Portland, Oregon named John Epley worked out an ingenious maneuver to send those crystals floating in the semicircular canals back to the utricle where they belong. My physical therapist had me sit on the table and turn my head 45 degrees to the right for 30 seconds. Then she supported my head in that position while I quickly leaned back so that I was lying with my head just beyond the table and slightly below my shoulders. I kept it in that same 45 degree angle for 30 seconds. Then I turned my head 90 degrees to the left, still supported by her hands, and held it there for 30 30 seconds. Then I turned my whole body and head another 90 degrees to the left so that my head was facing 45 degrees down. I held that position for 30 seconds and voila, a miracle happened. I'm well. Well, I was fine for a couple of days, but then it happened again one morning when I woke up. Fortunately, the physical therapist had sent me home with a brochure showing me how to do this maneuver at home. It's been four days since I felt that bizarre spinning or any dizziness at all, and I am so relieved to know that if it happens again, I can quickly and easily take care of it myself.
The inner ear of vertebrates, including people and birds, controls two senses, hearing and balance. The cochlear system is dedicated to hearing and the vestibular system to our sense of balance. Learning about those calcium crystals in the human ear, of course, made me delve through my old ornithology reference books and online to learn more about the avian inner ear. Bird ears have the exact same structures as ours, only with a more complex design. Birds must hear and process sounds in a wider range of frequencies at a much more rapid speed than we, and they must have an exquisite sense of balance to fly through open air and among tree branches, making instant shifts in every direction to capture prey and to elude predators. So suddenly I'm wondering if BPPV ever happens to birds. I was so disoriented from moving just from room to room. How could a bird handle such a situation? Not one reference had the answer to that question, but I came across a disturbing number of references to research projects, mostly on pigeons, where the researchers damaged various ear structures, recording their disoriented movements, and then, of course, sacrificing the birds. We humans don't always think through who pays the cost for our inquisitiveness. I'm afraid curiosity kills a lot more than cats. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.